Doom Patrol, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited. Your every word and action is being broadcast across the planet. Now, Monsieur Mana! Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved patrol is doomed. Hello, and welcome to Waiting for Doom, the world's greatest Doom Patrol-related podcast, where each episode we talk long and lovingly about the world's strangest superhero team, the mighty Doom Patrol. Hello, everyone. I'm Paul. You can find me on Twitter at reading underscore hicks, and we've got a website called waitingfordoom.com, by coincidence. Uh, you can send us emails at waitingfordoom at gmail.com, and we're on, are we on Facebook still? We're on Facebook? Yeah, we still are, yeah. Uh, well, uh, sorry, Wilfred's still plugged into into Facebook. A um, little bit lax with it, maybe, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I don't. Yeah, mm. I know. Yeah. Um, um, and our episodes of the show that you were listening to are on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and Podbean.com, and you're listening to one right now, somehow. You lucky, lucky people. Yes, hello, I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter, at AvantGov. You can also find on Twitter our sentient show account, and that is Wilfred. You can find him at WFDPod. Hello, Wilfred. And this week, we are taking another look at the fantastic third season of Doom Patrol, the TV show. Um, So we're going to be talking about episodes three and four of that. Uh, but first, Paul, how has your week and a bit and whatever in comics and life and such been? Oh, oh yes. Um, I've been reading. I, uh, well, you know I'm always reading, so mm. I've, I've, I've just uh, finished an omnibus the other day. Um, tell me, are you familiar with the comic Scud, the Disposable Assassin? I have not ever read it, but I am aware of Scud, the Disposable Assassin, yes. Okay. Yes, I've been reading that. Uh, it's well. This is the um, the whole the complete shebang. I think it's called mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the, this edition, and um, it's written by. Uh, it's got art by Rod Rob Schrab. Mm-hmm. Schrab. That's a strange name. Um, and Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon, or the guy behind Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. Mm. Dan. Dan Harmon. Even. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and it's crazy. I mean, it came out. I remember this comic being around in the nineties, early nineties. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I picked up one issue and was like, "Well, you can't jump into this comic." Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, so uh, Scud the disposable station. He's a a robot that comes out of a vending machine, and you tell him who you want him to kill, um, and you can set his contempt level so he's um, super aggressive or not. Um, so he gets hired to kill this, uh, I, it turns out to be some sort of beast of the apocalypse. Oh. Um, but he then, before he completes his mission, he realizes, uh, he sees a sign on his back that basically said, this unit will self-destruct once objective is achieved. Um, so because of that, he can't actually kill his target because then he'll, he'll blow up. Right. Um, and he, and he wants to be alive. And, um, yeah, that t- turns out to be incredibly hard when the thing, uh, that, you have to uh, not kill is one of the beasts of the apocalypse that is trying to destroy the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it is insane. There is, you know, the, this monster is able to diffuse whatever it grabs onto its body. So, you know, it will grab a horse and, you know, but it'll grab it by the head. So it's got uh, the neck and whole body of a horse sticking out as one of its arms. And it's got oh, an alligator gosh. with a machine gun and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. But, okay. Um, and he has lots and lots of adventures. He ends up working for the mob. Um, 
he puts the the target in um, hospital and has to pay its medical bills so it stays alive. <laughs> yeah, it, right. Uh, it was very uh, crazy, and I enjoyed it. And yeah, but it was one of those. It was so relentlessly mental that you had to uh, read it in chunks rather than okay plough through from one end to the other. Yeah, I, yeah. I do. I do recall it being big in the nineties, but I wasn't aware that there was enough there. Enough material there for an omnibus, so that's cool. Well, yeah, there was uh, 20 issues. Uh, there was a spin-off series called La Cosa Nostroid, which was sort of about the robot mafia. Um, uh, they, that isn't collected, but uh, and there was a one-shot called Drywall, um, about one of the characters, Drywall, who's right. um, he's uh, a bag full of zips, and if he pulls things out of his zippers, he can basically have anything that he's got stored inside him, so he's like... Like a tesseract inside. Yeah, I vaguely recall seeing drywall somewhere. Yeah. This was years ago, but yeah. Um, yeah. And then they did uh, four issues in the 2000s, I think, to finish it all off. Okay. With image, so... Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, What about you, Mike? What what have you been doing? Um, I've I've fallen well and truly in love with the show Ted Lasso. Um, Oh, yes, yes. I... My, my lovely wife and I binge-watched all of the first season of that recently and have been quite impatient uh, waiting for the season two finale this, this past week. And, whoo, that show, good Lord. Um, it turns out, for those that watch it, um, the character I most relate to is, funnily enough, Roy Kent. So uh, <laughs> um, take that as you will. But, um, yeah, I love a bit of Roy Kent. Uh, uh, just, But everything about that show is is perfect. Um, it is such a fantastic... Have you seen it, Paul? Oh, yes, yes. Excellent. I watched the finale yesterday, so... Yeah, it's... Um, oh, and, and I'm not... I don't want to spoil it, but a certain character's journey in this season, um, and this character is the one who is the last character you see... <laughs> In the show, um, yes. I I I swore very loudly at the end of that episode uh, and that season. But oh, it's so good! If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend Ted Lasso. Um, I'm eagerly looking forward to season three. Apparently, they've only made plans for three seasons. Oh, good! And, I mean, uh, I don't like shows that just go on and on and on and on and on, like uh, like our podcast, you know. <laughs> Oh, really? All right. Well, <laughs> that's all well I'm you, a fucking show then. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I, yeah, but season three is going to have a lot of pressure on it. Um, what yeah. else have I been doing? I bought, I've been buying lots of comics and actually reading only part, some of them. Um, I, I finally picked up volume three of the Golden Age of Batman trade paperback, uh, which has Detective Comics. 57 to 65, amongst other Batman comics in there. and it, which So it includes Detective 58, which is the first ever appearance of the Penguin. Ah. And so I'm very excited to read that at some point. He looks quite <laughs> comical and cartoony, as opposed to the very recent issue of Detective Comics I read, where he bludgeons a reporter to death with his umbrella. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's a bit of a journey Ooh. right there. So, so you've, you've given up on getting those issues individually? Uh, yeah, the, the earliest issue of Detective that I have is issue 250. I think anything before that, um, I will not have much luck in getting. Mm. So, um, I, I, like, I keep looking for a, a copy of issue 27. Don't like my chances. 
<laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm happy to get these trades because they're they're cool little collections and they also uh, contain issues of uh, the Batman comic and World's Finest comics as well. So it's oh. it's a nice little um, mixed bag of of Batman goodness there. But yeah, I'm happy to to keep picking up those trades because I getting issue two fifty was a bit of a fluke and I'm gonna. Uh, not a bad price either. I can't recall what it was, but it wasn't like making me weep at the time. Uh, your, so... your wife is listening, eh? <laughs> Hi, Kylie. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so I figure that'll be my starting point for my single issues. Uh, anything before then, I'll just go in trade. Uh, yeah, what else have I been doing? Um, oh, I finally got to read the first four issues of the six sidekicks of... Oh, God, I'm going to get the name wrong. Trigger uh, Keaton. Trigger Keaton. How much fun is that series? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's such an awful, awful person, and yet these people still want to find out who murdered their <laughs> their, their leading man, I guess. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, very very keen to, to get the final two of those, because, uh, surprise, I'm way behind on comics. Um, so I'm sort of slow, slowly but surely getting caught up. Um, what else? I bought. I've actually bought a couple of old X Men comics. I have this weird pining to read X Men comics from the eighties. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. It was something about you know um, reading a few of them as a kid, and I was like, oh, I'll just just reread them. Um, so that's been interesting. And, and the new series of uh, Defenders, the, the first two issues of that. Um, oh yes, yeah. By by Al Ewing and I think it's Javier Rodriguez. I want to say on art. I'm probably getting that wrong as well because I'm a tired old man. Mm. Uh, yes, Heavy Javier stylized. Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so that's cool. So yeah, they've they've kind of travelled back to um, back in time and met up with uh, Galactus's mum and met Galactus when he was a baby. So. Uh, uh, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. But yeah, it's um it's been been a good week for for reading and watching stuff. So yeah. So should we bother even firing up the Doom News music or not? Uh, I'll leave it up to you. I will talk a little bit about New York Comic Con. So. Okay, cue the Doom News music. <laughs> doom news, Doom news. Here's the Doom news. <laughs> doomy, 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 good. No, you know we actually have music for the news desk, right? Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, okay. That's the ticket. I'm a ticket, I'm a ticket. Um... <clears throat> Yes, um, th- there's a little bit of news that I wanted to share, and that is the fact that uh, New York Comic Con was on this uh, this weekend, uh, is on right now as we're recording, but probably not when we release this episode, knowing us. Uh, but uh, there was a fair bit of Doom Patrol representation there. So uh, we had stars in attendance. There was Michelle Gomez and April Balby and Joyvan Wade. Uh, so uh, it's uh, Laura DeMille or uh, Madame Rouge, depending on who you want to, how you want to name her, or Shannon. Um. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler warning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, Elasti Woman. 
Yes. And, of course, uh, Cyborg. So yes. they were there. They were doing lots of interviews. And they had Danny the Ambulance there for photo opportunities, uh, a literal amb- ambulance, all painted up funky and uh, psychedelic um, in the streets. So uh, yes. that was there. So, And they looked like they had some sort of um, pop-up uh, carnival that you could go and do things. And they were signing posters and stuff like that there mm. that uh, makes me sad because I haven't got one. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would have yeah, so. very much loved to have gone there and give given the Danbulance a big hug, uh, but we didn't get our invites, so you know. Yeah, but uh, in other uh, Doom Patrol news, maybe uh, next weekend is uh, DC Fandom. Fandom, it's like mm-hmm. Fandom with an E. Uh, so. Yes. Yes, uh, the Fandom is in the club. It pops an E. That's what you. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good, he's a good. He's Ebenezer good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we're old. Uh, it's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm hoping for some Doom Patrol news out of that. Like, maybe the DC Comics, who publishes comics and, you know, owns the Doom Patrol, might decide to do some sort of Doom Patrol comic at some point. That, that would great. be fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I saw an ad for, for Fandome um, recently, uh, probably on Twitter, uh, yeah. and it was all, you know, exciting music and showing all these characters and that, and it was listing all these names, and not one of them was a comic creator. It was all people from the shows and the movies whose names were Yeah, I know. And that was a little bit... Um, Disheartening? Frustra- yes, yes, there we go. We'll call it that, yeah. Yeah, well, pop an E, you'll forget about it. Um, <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, what's wrong with me? Uh, yeah, so, and the other news I'm hoping for is um, they're going to announce uh, DC Universe Infinite, the global uh, rollout of that, which they said last year was going to happen in mm. summer of this year, which is just past in America. So, mm. yeah, maybe they'll just keep announcing that, like the uh, Australian federal government announces things. Um, it don't happen. Ooh, political. Ooh, Ooh. Political burn. Hot uh, takes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Paul Hicks, and you're listening to Hardline. <laughs> Hixie's Hardline. <laughs> Hixie's Hardline. Sorry. Jeez, I'm silly today. Um, Did you right, pop an E so, as well? Yeah. Uh, um, Mike? Mm, yes, Paul? What's the ticking? That is the ticking of the one and only Doom Clock. What? Yes, Doom Clock. Okay, so as we look upon the face of the mighty Doom Clock, we can see that it has been just on 66 weeks since we had a new Doom Patrol book on the shelves, that being issue 7 of Doom Patrol Way to the Worlds, which we discussed in episode 161 from July of 2020. So, so that's I'm shaking my head. Yeah, Can't me too. I'm, I'm shrugging my shoulders and scowling. Yeah, going all Roy Kent on DC. Um... All right, so Paul, Give are us you ready? Destroy Kent, come on. <laughs> well, see, most of it's swearing, <laughs> and there might be children listening. Can you do the voice? Ye fucking twat! <laughs> oh, <God>. Oi! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Oi, Keely! <laughs> it's all right, Nate. You're not a threat. <laughs> What's happening? I'm in Ted Lasso suddenly. <laughs> Oi, on the pitch, whistle, whistle, um, radio. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you ready for the This Week in Doom Patrol History guessing game, Paul? As ready as I will be on this occasion, yes. Uh, that was also Roy Kent. Okay, I'm rolling uh, the 12-sided Do Oh, no, I'm going to re-roll that because it came up a 1. Um, <laughs> Is it a comic web? Uh... <laughs> okay, you got 8. That's respectable. Uh, okay. Um, alright, 8. Is it, uh, volume 2? No. Uh, is it volume 5? No, it is not volume 5. Is it volume 1? No, it is not volume 1. You have 5 questions left. (laughs) (laughs) Is it written by Gerard Way? Yes, it is written by Gerard Way. (laughs) 4 questions left. Uh, okay. Uh, is it from Way to the Worlds? No, it is not from Way to the Worlds. Oh, okay. Three questions left. Uh, is it issue five of volume six? Higher or lower? <laughs> Lower. <laughs> Is it issue five of volume <laughs> No, it is not issue five of volume six. You have two questions left. Okay. Um, issue... Is it issue... What time of year is it? Is it issue two? It is indeed issue two. Congratulations. Woo! Yay. Well done, sir. Yes, going on sale for $3.99 American on October 12th of 2016, with the cover date of December of that year, was Doom Patrol Volume 6, Issue 2. That issue was titled Negative World and was brought to us by Gerard Way, Nick Darrington, Todd Klein, Tamara Bonvillain and Shelley Bond. And the issue had Larry Trainer and a certain alien who we later learn is called Keeg asking, where is Larry Trainer?" It also had Casey Brink rebuilding Cliff Steel just in time for him to have an epic fight against those stinking lousy crumb bums, the Vectrex. And mm. Flex Mentello introduced Casey and us readers to the wonder that is Danny Land. Mm. That was so cool. Uh, we come- good issue. It was, it was. And that fight scene, oh, that had me so pumped up <laughs> to see Cliff fighting those crumb bumps. Uh, yes, we covered this issue back in episode 74 from October of 2016, and you can find that in the Doom dossier for volume 6 over at waitingfordoom.com, and that is it for the Doom Clock this week. Well nice. done, Paul. Well done. Thank you. you e can. for effort. Gonna go open a box of alphabets and just eat all the E's. That's how it works, isn't it? (laughs) (sighs) Intolerable. Just intolerable. For three years, those casters of pods have thwarted my plans. I, Mephisto, simply don't know why I bother. Maybe some streaming will cheer me up. Let's see. Oh, my cue is a Brobdenagian shambles! These cartoons don't belong together. First, giant transforming robots, then colorful ponies. Bah, it's enough to drive one mad. I... Wait, that's it. That's how I'll conquer those casters. First, I'll drive them mad with the most insane, diabolical, cockeyed crossover comic ever! 
Finally, they will be mine! <laughs> Mephisto versus the Podcasters 4, covering Transformers, My Little Pony, Friendship in Disguise. Yes, really. Featuring the Married with Comics Rod Pod podcast. Jeff and Rick present Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast. And the Outcasters, a Batman and the Outsiders podcast. Coming Halloween 2021. Autobots. My very best friends. And now it's the part of the show that we call Doom Splaining, where we explain things to do with the Doom Patrol. Take notes, everyone. Uh, now, in this episode, we are talking about episode uh, three and four of season three. Of the Doom Patrol TV show, namely the episodes uh, Dead Patrol and Undead Patrol. Mm. Bit of mm, bit of connective tissue there. Yes. Uh, so, Mike, Mike, what 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 did we watch? Well, before we go any further, I'm just going to give a massive spoiler warning to anyone who has not seen these episodes yet. Hello, Frack, and everyone in the UK. Um, you hey, might Mark. want. Yeah, I might. How are you? You might want to switch off now and come back after you watch it, because we're just going to talk about everything that happened in these shows. So let's start off with episode three, The Dead Patrol, uh, which starts off with um, the team's corpses being shipped back uh, to Doom Manor um, and being found by Larry Larry and Dorothy. Mm. Uh, can, I inter- can I interject? Because I made a mistake it. in the previous episode where I said that um, Madame Rouge locked Rita in the room with the um, with the death ray, the dance floor. Yeah, and it was actually Rita locked herself in there, and I had you know I wasn't paying attention, so so it was Rita locked herself in there. So a bit of you know I assumed it was Madame Rouge. It probably well, she said it I. Yeah, but, but when she, I saw it in the flashback, it. I went, ah, oh, it's Rita. But I thought it was Rouge who changed herself to appear as Rita. Yeah, I mean, is that one thing where we're just stuck because we know a little bit about the character from the comics and everyone else doesn't, and we just went, oh, there we go. Maybe. Mm. I, I, I don't quite know. That's what, now I'm, I'll have to go back and rewatch it. Anywho, <laughs> we, we now have the rest of the team uh, wrapped up in bandages uh, by Larry <laughs> to make himself feel a bit more comfortable. And so they're not using up all the frozen peas like Dorothy did um, with her dead dad. Uh, then, with the help of Danny the Ambulance, uh, we get introduced to the dead boy detectives. So Danny picks them up and brings them to Doom Manor. And they are there to help uh, the team get into the underworld. Uh, to locate the rest of the team, because uh, Reach's face appeared in the the pancake <laughs> mix yes. Larry was was stirring, and so they figured, oh, she might still be alive. Uh, so uh, Charles Rowland and Edward Payne, the two dead boys, uh, they help Larry <laughs> become kind of dead <laughs> and go yeah. into the underworld with them, whilst uh, their uh, friend Crystal Palace, who is like the medium of their little agency she stays behind with dorothy so they can monitor the personal items of each of them and if they kind of give off a glow or a vibe that means that they're still kind of alive and so in the afterlife we see the team meeting uh family members uh so cliff meets his dad Vic meets his mum, uh jane and Kay meet uh with their their grandmother uh and so eventually uh larry and the the two dead boys help 
rescue the gang, and as they're trying to escape, they run into someone who is apparently a servant to death, as in Death of the Endless, because for those that aren't aware, the Dead Boy Detectives first appeared in Sandman uh, issue 25, uh, back in the... God, I think it was from the 90s. Um, mm, was. So there, there's a, a bit of a, a fight scene going on there, and they're escaping. But they make it back. Hooray, hooray. Everyone's back uh, alive. And then at the end, Dorothy decides she's going to go off on an adventure with the Dead Boy Detectives. And this crazy time-traveling woman strolls into the Doom Patrol kitchen and asks if anyone wants a tea. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right, now, there's, there's stuff we need to talk about here. So Yes, I'm sorry. Else... No, it's just my high-level high cap. Let's, let's dive yeah, in. Yeah, I'm not criticising. Thank you. Settle down. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm muting myself while I cough. I have a really bad cough oh, this morning. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've got a really bad face, but I can't mute that. Um... <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you know, do you have days where you're just ugly? And you're just, what, what am I doing? Look at that. Um, only the ones ending in Y. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Now, um, in the underworld, or you know, on the river Styx, as it were, everyone was sort of overcome and collapsed, except for Rita. So, mm. and, yeah, and Cliff, I believe, doesn't... He, does he breathe? I don't know if he needs to breathe. So I assume... I, well, I have a theory... Okay. ...that Rita either doesn't have a soul or isn't complete in her soul. Because she, I mean, she had to do a really good acting faint, and you see what a great actress she is when she does that. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, yeah. So, yeah, maybe uh, this is my theory. Maybe um, Laura Demille is uh, uh, a, a part of Rita that has formed its own life. Ooh. Because there's weird stuff going on there. We've got all these, you know, little hints that Rita's done porn and stuff like that, and. Mm. Uh, yeah, anyway. Wow, that's, okay. That's why I like I'm putting that. it out there. Maybe she... Oh. Okay, because they've kind of been tying into this whole thing is is, is whether Laura is good or bad. Maybe yeah. she's the bad split person... The bad side of Rita's personality. Oh, maybe. maybe oh. If it's that binary, yeah, maybe. Oh. Hmm. Because that was the thing in, in the in Volume 1 comics, where, you know, Madame Rouge was evil, and then she became good, but then through a ser- certain series of events, she became bad again. So, she's always had this duality there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, and now, other things that I did was uh, I paused the show where it had the, the box um, packaging label and said 80, <laughs> 80 Drake Way, which I thought was a nice, you know... That was very my, cool. Yep. My Greatest Adventure 80, of course, the first appearance of the Doom Patrol, and yes. Arnold Drake is the creator of the Doom Patrol. And there was a QR code on the box. If you scan that QR code, you get an ad for season one on DVD. Oh, nice. Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that's fun. Um, uh, the team will get hung on a hook um, and mm-hmm. recover at various stages. Uh, a bit of Pegasus hunting from uh, Cliff's dad. Who, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Beautiful, majestic creatures. They shoot them and gut them. Um, 
Imagine yes. working on, you know, behind the scenes there in like the, I don't know which department it would be, like the prop department or the, the scene yeah. dressing department, and the right the writers or the producer or whoever come to you and say, right, so for this week, we need you to build um, a disemboweled Pegasus <laughs> so we can hang it from a tree. And we need the guts to look realistic as well. So if you guys could get on that, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we see Danny the Ambulance. So Yes. Yes, finally, cool. from the comics. Mm. Uh, that's a real... Real trip there. Uh, what about you? What were your highlights, Mike? Um, it was very interesting to see the dead boy detectives on screen. Um, yeah. And uh, there was word going Well, I think they have had a pilot ordered based on... So this has kind of been like a backdoor pilot for them. Uh, I believe there's been an order for a pilot uh, given, but there's some confusion as to whether the cast will remain the same. Um, I think they did a good job. I like um, these lads. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I thought they were good. I actually went back and read Sandman 25 to see how close their TV versions were to their comic versions. There were a few changes, but... Um, uh, They're my, older on TV. Older on TV, yeah, which, which is probably better because they won't age as much as if they were actually 13-year-old boys as they are yeah. on the comic. And, yeah, their, their deaths were... Uh, well, was it Charles the one that died? Yeah, Charles uh, on the, on the show saying he died from hypothermia. His actual death in the comic was completely different, but yeah, that's beside the point. Crystal, um, I found out she did appear in the there was a uh, Dead Boy Detective series, uh, on, ongoing series in I think it was 2014, but it only ran for 12 issues. So I'm assuming that's her. But again, they've changed her slightly uh, in the TV show. But yeah, I thought I thought they were a cool little. Um, addition to the show, and yeah, if, if they get a spin-off, more power to them. The one thing I did find odd, though, is the way Dorothy left. Like, she's telling the team, oh, you're the closest thing I have to a family, and, like, she doesn't even give them a hug goodbye. She just stands in the door yeah. and goes, yeah, okay, thanks for everything, um, I love you all, okay, I don't even know she said that, and then she's like, yeah, uh, a few things i got to, you know, look for, bye. And I was like, oh, okay. And the team were just standing there waving goodbye, going, oh, okay, that, I found that farewell really odd. Um, yeah. And, and very abrupt. Uh, one, th- <laughs> one thing with Dorothy I did love, though, is when she and Crystal and, and Larry are first trying to contact the underworld <laughs> with Crystal's medium powers, and just as they begin, some of the sex ghosts appear <laughs> in the room, and Dorothy <laughs> gives this... You almost miss, blink and you miss it. She gives this very embarrassed kind of eye roll slash glance <laughs> towards Larry and, and Crystal, like, oh, oh God, these guys again. <laughs> it was so tiny, but it was so perfect. Um, so, so I love that bit. I think my favorite scene or my favorite line in, in the, uh, okay, also it was really good with the, the team bumping into uh, their family members. In, in mm. the underworld as well. It was really cool to see um, Kay and Jane's abuela and find out that her name is also Jane. So, Abelita. You know, Abelita, I apologise. Yes, Abelita. That was really cool and heartwarming. Uh, Cliff's dad, <laughs> shitting Pegasus. Yeah, that... Uh, yeah. And Vic's mum, kind of dropping hints uh, about, oh, it was your father's choice to weaponize you. I was like, oh, okay. That was interesting. Yeah, mm. um, but I think my favourite favourite <laughs> line uh, is at the very end where the team have all caught up together again. They're on the boat 
escaping from the bad guys back over the River Six, and that I, I think she was referred to as Night Nurse somewhere. I read that, or basically the spidery type woman who came up and was going to snatch yes. the boys away. When she runs up to the river's edge as they're escaping and starts making this god awful noise, <laughs> and then she spews this giant green spray stuff on the boat. <laughs> And it all yeah. lands on everyone on the boat, and there's this dead silence as the boat continues along. And then Rita yells out, It's just vomit! <laughs> and they all cheer. They're like, Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I cracked up at that, and I still do. It was hilarious. But yeah, overall, uh, a very enjoyable episode once again. It will be interesting to see if Dead Boys Detective does go ahead, especially if they keep the cast, which, yeah, I thought did a great job. Yeah, any other thoughts on that one from you? Uh, there, there was the melty face man who kept helping Rita in the underworld. Yeah. Um, and then he presumably got taken out by the, the spider uh, devil lady. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so there's a mystery there as how he knows Rita and why he wants to rescue her and help her all the time. So once more, there's you know signs of uh, no memories of things going on. I did think the Spider Lady had very uh, Blade Two special effects. If you remember Blade Two, yes, yeah, yes, I do. Yeah, the way her yeah. uh, lower jaw splits open, it was a little bit Predator, mm-hmm. but very cool. Um, yeah, and and I did like the. Uh, Char- no, Edwin carrying the baseball bat because it's um, Edwin Charles. Charles. Car- no, that was Charles. Yeah, Charles carrying the baseball bat because they're going to American hell. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the states. It's an American thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, th- I mean, that's something I think is in the comics that uh, uh, hell has a geography that matches where you are in the universe and things like that. So, um, I remember after mm. the uh, invasion, the nineteen eighty eight crossover. All these aliens who died on Earth ended up in Earth hell. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which was, um, yeah, awkward for them. Uh, yeah, so that, that was my thoughts about the first episode. So it kind of uh, was great that it was just vomit, but it did something else mm. to the team, because as we get into episode four, Undead Patrol, we can only assume that the stuff that was sprayed on them messed up their spirits, because... Back in the land of the living, they start turning into zombies. Yeah, they all get itchy and stuff <laughs> while they're while they're meeting Madame Rouge for the first time. Yes, yes. Just just to cover the the, the highlights here, uh, we find out uh, that the time traveling woman is actually looking for for Niles Calder, uh, and but she suffered amnesia from her her journey, uh, so she doesn't know exactly why or, or what for. She ends up finding a fi- old film reel, which reveals her identity as Laura DeMille. Uh, she learns she has shape-shifting powers and believes she's a bird. <laughs> um, and as that's happening, the gang is slowly turning into zombies. There's a favourite part of mine where Rita says to Larry, you smell so good, starts sniffing his head and licks his head. Um, uh, Willoughby Kipling arrives back at the manor, and he recruits the team to help him recover Calder's head from Darren Jones yeah. from the Bureau of, of Normalcy. And so it turns out that uh, it's a bit of a trap, because when the team confront him, and by this time, Rita, Larry, uh, Cliff, Jane and Vic are all zombies. And so as they are trapped by Darren Jones in a large barn, it, it turns out it was all a ruse, as Jones 
it transforms into one of the butt monsters. It turns out that Darren Jones got bitten and became a were-butt, uh, and the the Darren Jones butt monster howls loudly, summoning a, a horde of other butt monsters into the barn to all fight the gang. So there's a fantastic fight scene between butt monsters and zombified Doom Patrol. So that, that that's a fantastic scene. Laura learns that Niles had actually requested that the Bureau had uh, better eliminate her, which, you know, sends her off into a bit of a sad space. But then, as she's watching the film reel again, she discovers in the corner of the, of the image is Rita. In reflection. So it's yeah. like, in, yeah, in reflection. So that's, that's another story, plot thread there, and the head of Niles Calder ultimately sacrifices his brain to the team to cure their zombification, uh, and the team are eventually back to normal, and they're all sitting around, and the minute uh, Cliff asks, are we cannibals now, <laughs> Rita snaps and says, we are never talking about this ever again, uh, so the team are kind of back to normal, but, you know, Larry discovers a tumour growing in his stomach, it might possibly be something more, you know, Vic becomes more concerned about what his father did to him, and Jane is still mourning Calder's death, and... That's the high-level stuff. Oh, and at the very end, there is a surviving butt monster happily running down the road towards Cloverton. Yeah. So the butt monsters will, I'm, I'm sure, return at some point. Mm. So what did you think of episode four? Yeah, no, it was uh, very amusing, particularly when they were zombies and they they were going, but you'd see subtitles <laughs> for everything they said, which was very, very funny stuff. Uh, yes. Yeah, because they're all having conversations to each other, and, <laughs> and um, yes, and clearly wanted to eat brains. Mm-hmm. They weren't very effective zombies, but uh, they were fun. Um, yeah, the, I, the butt monsters were surprisingly easy to kill. I thought. Yeah, I, I don't know how Rita was actually trying to kill one, but that's gross. Uh, eating it. Uh, yes. Yes. My my youngest son, um, moments before it happened, piped up quietly with. Is she about to eat ass? <laughs> <laughs> and then she did. Yes, she is. <laughs> That's yes. the answer to that. Um, Willoughby. Uh, so when he uh, exhumed Miles's head, you're going, okay, he's going to use it to, you know, uh, as a occult artifact or something. And um, he wanted to uh, actually use it to pick up because he has a thing for Bathomet, the uh, disembodied ghost mm. horse with the iron spike through its head. Um, mm. So he, he hid under the table and spoke through Niles' head, which was kind of sad and pathetic. And um, yeah, yes, and every- yes, it was. <laughs> yes, and then that's when Darren stole the um, stole Niles' head, and then it becomes a quest for Niles' head. So yes, so th- but th- that was kind of sad that Willoughby has to. <laughs> Speak through Niles' head to, you know, big up himself. <laughs> to say, oh, that Willoughby's not so bad. And, and, but of course, she Baphomet's not stupid. She figures it out. <laughs> I mean, it's Niles' head there with a freaking speaker <laughs> attached to the mouth cavern. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is another death of Niles Calder in the same series. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, yeah died a couple of times now. Mm. I, I did see a comment. Yeah, so, Niles, <laughs> uh, he he has the cure in his bloodstream or whatever to cure zombification. Um, and I saw a comment online saying that it's the most, 
it's the darkest version of the giving tree <laughs> they had ever seen. <laughs> because, yeah, the team literally chow into Niles's head. Yeah. Like, completely. They don't hold back. And it was, yeah... I'm going to ignore the how Cliff did it. I just I, I started to think about it and thought I could just I'll just roll with it and not let it ruin it. Yeah, some like the comics with the show. Sometimes you just have to remember comic book science. Yes, and it just just works. Mm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, another funny episode. I, I enjoyed this one. I probably like this one more than episode three. I must say. I, I would agree. I found this one well, the fight scene in the barn. Between, between the zombified team and the butt monsters. Mm. It was like gross, but hilarious and action-packed all at the same time. It was fent. And like the bit where Darren first bends over yeah. and you're like, what's going on? And then you're like, oh no, oh, no. that's what's going on. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh no. Um, but yeah, the, and, and the you're right, the zombie dialogue, <laughs> the, the, oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Subtitles? With the subtitles. <laughs> with the subtitles. Um, like, the bit where, you know, even Vic is swearing more as a zombie, and then he's, he stops and goes, which means, I notice I'm swearing even more as a zombie now, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, it, was a, it, was, it was a lot of fun, this one. Um, but, yeah, a little bit gross. But, yeah, I'm... I'm uh, I, I, I want to know... It's got me on its hooks because I want to know more about the mystery of, of Laura DeMille mm. and what her connection to Rita is. Because uh, like you've got a theory, which I really like, uh, that, that Laura might be part of, of Rita. And I've had my theory about, you know, um, Laura took on, like, Rita's persona and that's how she possibly ended up doing porn films. But I just know that there's a pretty good chance... While we zig, they're going to zag, and it'll be something completely bizarre mm. and and over the top and just insane. It would be nice if if one of our theories were <laughs> correct, <laughs> but we we will have to wait and see. But it's the season three is going so well. Mm. Yeah, I, I I did want to commend the show because pretty much everything in episode four is and three is new stuff. It's, you know, new created by the writers of the, the show, not, um, you know, it's taking ideas from the comics, but twisting them, doing them in new ways. So I thought that, yeah. that was um, very impressive. So, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, they're, they've really hit their stride this season. I mean, season one and two, still really great stuff, but season three, it's just... Um, it's definitely kicked it up a notch. Uh, this time around. So, and so the next episode we've got coming up, um, we'll have the Sisterhood of Data, and then the one after that is called 1917 Patrol. Ooh. So, um, who, who knows how it's going to pan out and what we're going to learn, but... Um, I think we're going to get very... some classic Brotherhood of Evil in that 1917 app. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, I love that this season could go anywhere. And it's, it's it's looking awesome, no matter what. So, um, yeah, and and I'm still interested to see if Dead Boys do get their own series out of this as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, both both. Yeah, I I would agree. I enjoyed episode four a little bit more, probably because it was a little bit funnier, um, and a little bit more action packed. I mean, there was some action in episode three in the underworld. Although, <laughs> I was expecting a big fight scene. 
Yeah. In the underworld, just before the the spider, night nurse, woman, whatever, um, and they can see lights coming down the the corridor, and then as the bodies turn the the corner into the room, it's just the rest of the team holding ripped off heads <laughs> <Yes>. of these <laughs> underworld fish monster type things and using them as lanterns to light their way. It's like, oh, oh, okay, it's not going to be a big fight after all. <laughs> just, right, cool, well done, team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems that there's a real confidence in the writers' room now with the material. Which, uh, yeah, I, it looks like season three is on a better path than season two. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm noting that Jane. I'm finding Jane and Rita's journeys very interesting this season because I think everything they're putting Rita through um, with you know. Niles is thrusting the responsibility onto her now, and she's, you know, trying to figure out her connection to, to Laura. Um, I think these are like the trials and tribulations of Rita, which are going to lead her to becoming a better leader mm. of the group in the end. And um, seeing Jane kind of just ease off a bit now as well, and letting Kay be Kay, mm. and, and having Kay look after her, as well in in um, in the underground, that's been really interesting to note as well. And Jane is not so horrible all the time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's been a nice change as well. So yeah, but but like they're all on a really cool um, journey. All of them, like like Clips a granddad now. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> he wants to be the best granddad ever. Yep, yep. And I wish him well on that journey, but I'm sure something will muck that up. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we do explain that I one. I think we have, yes. Go! Mm. Now, uh, I, I would like to mention our Doom Patrol bingo, which on our, is on our website. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Our website being Waiting for Doom, uh, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, It'd be better if I brought that up. Because there have been some updates. There have, yes, Mike. We do have some updates. Definite updates. So uh, if we go to our website, which is uh, waitingfordoom.com, and we go to Waiting for Doom podcast and click on that, and then it says DPTV Bingo. Yes. So uh, we made up bingo cards. So uh, if we look at our updates that needed, so uh, we uh, it's a bingo when you get three in a row, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, okay, yes. so on Doom Patrol TV Bingo Card 2, we have a, a bingo, because we now have Candlemaker in the middle from Season 2. Mm-hmm. Um, see what else gets added soon. Uh, on Doom Patrol Bingo Card number 1, we have Monsieur Mala and Madame Rouge now, so we've got uh, oh, yeah, yes. four on that one. Uh, yeah, on... On card three, we have Gargwax. We have Gargwax. We have sexually remainded spirits now as well. Yes. Yes. We we also took. Uh, we did have kind of negative woman. Yes. In season two. Yeah, I would I'd mark that one. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, on card four, we have nothing at all. <laughs> cool. But I'm still <laughs> hoping for General Immortus. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's coming up. Uh, a Doom Patrol bingo card number five. We had Red Jack from last season, and now we have Cotsville. Oh, yes. That makes another bingo. Woohoo! Tiny Rita. Yes. Yeah. Um, and 
we that's it. We ca- uh, there's Rita in a jar on card seven, but that was on Vacay Patrol. She was more in a no. She was in a pot plant. <laughs> she was in a pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not a jar. Okay, I'll calm down now. Specifically, she gets trapped in jars a lot yeah. in the Silver Age. So. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the bad guys trapper. Yeah. yeah, but that's it for so we will be updating those on the website. Go and check it out and uh you know, fingers crossed for more bingos as we go along. Yes. We maybe yeah. should have had some prizes for those that got the bingo. But anyway, too late now. I'll go buy myself something. Well done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on getting bingo multiple Thank times. You. Yeah, Jamie. Treat, treat yourself to something nice, Paul. Hmm. I will. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, there's nothing in the mailbag of doom uh, this week. We had some nice comments on Twitter. People seem happy to have us oh, return. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 So, and it's cool. Thank you. Th- thank you, everyone, for joining us uh, again as we return, mm. which we will probably do you know, as more TV series of The Patrol appear on our screens. And, of course... Yes if a new volume of the comic ever appears. Hello, DC mm. Comics. Hello, DC, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Print that comic. <laughs> I, I did actually, um, in the, the big break, I did actually see Tom Taylor at a uh, con, and he said he's still not going to write Doom Patrol. Oh, okay. Well, thanks, Tom, for confirming that. Um, yeah. That's much appreciated. There was a little bit of talk with, uh, about Doom Patrol with my chat with uh, Michael Conrad the other day, so uh, on Dial F for Flanger, if you want to oh, check yes. that out. We, we talk about how he uh, did his big-time debut in Doom Patrol, mm. uh, Volume 7, yeah. Issue 5, yeah. with uh, Beck. Yes. So check that out. Um, yeah, that's... Well, uh, And are we going to bother with the question of the week? Should we? Oh... Well, yeah, yeah, I think we ought to. Okay. Yeah, let's do it with a bit of enthusiasm. Um, <laughs> okay, so yes, we will fire up uh, the old question of the week. And this time around, we're asking, what is your favourite comic right now? What are you reading that, that gives you gives you the happies, as the kids say? They say that, right? Mm. They do say that. Cool. <laughs> Whew, still relevant after all these years. Thank God. <laughs> Yeah, so you can let us know that on Twitter and uh, Facebook and wherever else we say things. I'm off script. (laughs) You've gone rogue. Broken arrow, broken arrow. I've gone rouge. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're getting incredibly silly now, so let's sign off. So, yes, as Paul tried to mention, you can reach us at... Waiting for Doom. Ah, uh, no, you can't read. Oh God, now I'm losing it. You can email us at waitingfordoom at gmail dot com. You can tweet us via Wilfred at WFD Pod. You can check out the Waiting for Doom Facebook page. You can always leave comments at waitingfordoom dot com. And that is it for us this time. So as always, stay weird, be good to each other, don't be a crumb bum, and we will catch you next time for more Waiting for Doom.
Anyway, we can record on your recording, but I need to make sure I'm recording tomorrow for my recording. Yes. Yes. Anyway, um, fucking Doom Patrol, eh? <laughs> That's our show, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good show. Yeah, good show. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, mm. Good as gold. Yeah. Um, mm. All right. All right. So you get to intro. Oh, uh, hang on. Yeah, you intro the. What do we call this bit? Doom splatting. Fuck. It's all the ease, man. Can't think straight. Yeah. Uh, Oi, waiting for doom. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking waiting for doom. You fucking doom patrol twats. (laughs) (laughs) Oi. (laughs) Oh, you're going to have a pick of outtakes for this. Oh, yeah, not just 20 seconds of silence like last time. A feast. (laughs) A veritable bloody feast. (laughs) 